Testing one, two, testing one, two. I know. Yeah, I'm. I automatically have shine. That's just me. You're also on the air live. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm on the air live. On the air. Now let me get this back. Sure, I got the video back too. I lost it. Got that. Busy, busy, busy. Good morning, Mr. Fry. Good morning, Anne. Thanks for joining us. And there are more coming on. I'm just watching the numbers go. So thank you for being here. Marnell sent a text back saying okay. So I guess she's going to get on any moment. Um, we're going to start relatively quickly on time uh, because we have a lot to cover. Um, not so much in material, but uh, we just want to make sure that we are uh, doing announcements and we have a music selection to play as well, too. Um, and we will play that. And the praise team has graciously sent a musical selection that we can listen to before we get into the actual Sunday school material. Um, and... Pray that everyone is doing well this morning. We've been very prayerful for remaining safe and having a covering over our household as well as the households of the church, family members, um, making sure that we're all doing what we need to do. Um, we're not out of the woods yet. We still have more to do. Um, it is officially 9.30 a.m. Welcome to Sunday School. Thank you for being here this morning. Um, I do have some announcements I want to make. Uh, first of all, a reminder that um, for those of you who are in Akron, um, we will be having a drive-in worship service today at church at uh, about 11 o'clock. It usually kicks off right around 11. Um, that is the time that's been designated for it. We, uh, If the conditions are ideal, and right now they look like they are because it's a beautiful sunny day today, uh, we'll try to also live stream the worship service. The challenge we have with live streaming the worship service has been um, the sound quality as well as uh, if it's windy now that competes with also the sound quality as well too. So, But we're going to give it a shot today uh, to do the live stream of the worship service as well too. So if you're online now and you are hearing this, you can also stay tuned and circle back with us approximately at 11 o'clock, and we will try to provide the live stream of the worship service as well, too. Pastor Gus has uploaded, uh, provided three videos uh, this weekend. Um, two of them, all three of them are online right now. They'll be available for your viewing after uh, all of this is done for the morning. Um, two of them are specifically speaking about death and dying, um, death, death being a part of life, and the third one is about a message about whether or not you know you're saved. And that last one is a is a pretty much the Sunday message for today. Um, that may be part of what is going to be discussed or, or spoken on this uh, morning at the live stream, if we live stream the uh, worship service as well too. So uh, we look we'll look forward to that as well as we uh, proceed. We also want you to remember to please, I did put a note in online for those people who are looking, to please keep our pastor, Elaine, um, the members and the church itself in prayer. 
Um, we've been apart for a little while now. We haven't been together for, oh, how long has it been? It's been a little over a month. A little over a month. And, um, in the building. Yeah, in the building itself. And so we want to keep all those individuals in prayer, especially those people we haven't seen um, since that time. Uh, Laura comes to mind. Uh, the Beechers come to mind. Cindy. Uh, Cindy. Cindy Phillips. Uh, please keep those individuals in prayer. They um, certainly, I, I don't have any bad news or anything like that, nothing like that. We just haven't seen them. So we uh, might be a good idea to look in on them as well, too, and contact them and see how things are going. Um, and please remember your uh, uh, weekly offering. Uh, please remember that as well, too. Please remember to uh, send your weekly offering by mail or uh, if you go to the drive-in worship service today at uh, 11 o'clock, they will have a box up, I'm sure, for you to drop off your offering because the building is still needs uh, still needs the offering. The church still needs it. We still have, we're still fulfilling the role of a church where if there are benevolent needs, if someone contacts our church, uh, especially now, given that a lot of people are looking for work or out of work, you might want to make sure that you're providing that for the church to be able to help someone in need. Um, we'll allow, let the Lord take care of the multiplying and doing what needs to be done, but we want, don't want to forget that we're still operating as a church even though we're not meeting within the building. So we want to make sure that we are remembering those very things as well, too. Okay, um, <clears throat> that is the housekeeping as far as the announcements are concerned. I'm going to play a, um, uh, the praise offer, praise uh, music. Um, Andre Crouch um, has some music here, and I'm going to uh, stay on camera because there's just really no video per se, but there is music. Um, and once I get past, I want to make sure that I... Uh, it's a thank you for everything is the name of the song. So we'll have this as our praise music. In the meantime, I want to thank you for everyone. Thanks to everyone who just joined us or is on the line right now. Good morning, Tyla. Thank you for being here. Uh, Christy, Christy, good morning. Um, thanks for being here as well, too. Um, we appreciate you being here. Glenda, good morning. Um, Liz Eves, howdy, good morning. So I'm going to play this music for the praise team now. This is about a five-minute selection. And once we're done with that, we'll kick off with the material for Sunday School. Come on, everybody in here, make some noise. Our God deserves the praise.
was Andre Crouch um, singing the song Thank You for Everything. I did not know that he was he is the late Andre Crouch. Um, uh, passed away on January of 2015. But uh, he's a very, very gifted singer. Very, very gifted uh, individual. Um, and uh, thank you, uh, praise team, for providing that selection for us. Um, we will go ahead and uh, launch into uh, Sunday School. And again, thanks for being here. We've, we've got some people come still coming on, so that's, that works out just fine. We're just in time. If you have your Bibles or your electronic devices, please go to the book of Colossians. We're going to be reading in um, chapter 1, um, verses 24, and we're going to go through to chapter 2, verse 5. So that's the selection for this morning. Pardon me, starting with chapter 1, verse 24, going on through chapter 2, verse 5. And this particular selection uh, is still in the mode of Paul speaking to the Colossians about what Christ has done and what he is, of course, doing, and about laboring for the church. So this is all about thinking about others besides ourselves in the midst of difficulty, um, or even in the midst of when times are good, but we want to make sure that we're keeping those things in mind as we uh, go through this present situation, this present day. And I'm sure that everyone who is online with us right now, or everybody who's uh, uh, part of this broadcast looking at this thing, all of us have some issues or things that we're going through or that we're dealing with. And that's something that we need to always be conscious of is that you might have some things going on, but certainly others do as well, too. You are not alone. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. So let's go ahead and read these, this passage, and then we'll circle back over the material, starting in Colossians uh, chapter 1, verse 24. And again, we're going to carry through to chapter 2, verse 5. Starting at verse 24, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for you, and I am completing... In my flesh, what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for his body, that is, the church. I have become its servant, according to God's commission, that it was given to me for you, 
to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. Verse 27. God wanted to make known among the Gentiles the glorious wealth of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We proclaim him, warning and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone mature in Christ. I labor for this, striving with his strength that works powerfully in me. Now chapter 2, verse 1. For I want you to know greatly how greatly I am struggling for you, for those in Laodicea, and for all who have not seen me in person. I want their hearts to be encouraged and joined together in love, so they may have all the riches of complete understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery, Christ. In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I am saying this so that no one will deceive you with arguments that sound reasonable. For I may be absent in body, but I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see how well you, well ordered you are and the strength of your faith in Christ. Okay, that is the passage. So let's go back over this now and circle back and see exactly what Paul is trying to communicate. There are some key points here we need to understand too is that there is suffering taking place because that's the first thing that's implied and mentioned in the actual uh, scripture. In verse 24, back in chapter 1, I rejoice in my sufferings for you. There is suffering taking place. There is suffering that's taking place that Paul's going through. There's suffering that's taking place that the church is going through. Uh, The people in Colossus are going through all kinds of difficulty. And we need to understand that With that suffering, there is still something that we can look forward to. And the interesting thing about it is that there is hardship that goes with bringing the good news of Christ. There is a definite hardship in that. And the reason why there's hardship is that we recognize that we have spiritual warfare taking place. There's spiritual warfare taking place today, uh, even in the midst of a pandemic. There are people who are drawn to Christ, but there are those who would reject him immediately as uh, someone or some uh, type of situation where he has nothing to do with what's going on. But there is definite hardship taking place. When we share the good news of Christ, we're going to suffer. That is a given. But we have Christ to help us through those situations. And praise the Lord for that. Because if it wasn't for Christ helping us through those situations, we wouldn't be saying anything about Christ. We wouldn't be doing anything about Christ. We wouldn't be proclaiming his name because we wouldn't feel it would be worth it. Take a look real quick at 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. That's a passage that it's almost like one of those things when you read it, uh, you, you have the, the laws of motion for every action. There's an equal and opposite reaction. Uh, this verse actually uh, implies that very thing when it comes to our suffering. And if you look at 2 Corinthians 1.5, uh, it says, For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. How about that? So what he is actually saying in this passage is that as we share abundantly, and notice that abundantly means there's quite a bit of suffering taking place, we still also share abundantly in the comfort of Christ because he wants you to understand you're being comforted because of his very presence. You are not alone. You're not alone in the struggle. We as a, you as an individual, uh, my wife and I as a couple, as a family, Um, All of our family members, our church family, uh, the people that you know, we're all suffering in Christ, (laughs) within Christ, with his comfort as we abundantly suffer for his name. And that's something that we need to keep in mind. We are in the struggle together. When we say we're in a struggle, we're not just talking about a struggle for freedom or rights or anything like that because there's a lot of talk about that even during the pandemic. What about my rights being violated because I'm not able to go and do what I want? 
Well, first of all, we need to qualify what rights really are. But when we're talking about rights, we have a right to certainly worship and praise Jesus Christ, but we know that there is a cost for that, and the cost is that we're going to suffer for it. But we also know that we are willing to do so because we know that Christ has pulled alongside of us to do those very things. Um, so let's make sure that we're doing that as well. Um, also, keep in mind, too, that you're being obedient to him. You're being obedient to Christ. In your struggles in sharing Christ's name, we will indeed, we are indeed going to uh, recognize that we're being obedient to him. We have to be living in such a way where we are doing what he would have us to do. Now, that's the challenge that we all have because there's what we see publicly and what we don't see. And we have to come back and look at our lives that we're living and recognize, am I doing anything that is contrary to what Christ would have me to do? And that may be a very quick answer for some of us uh, where we are saying, no, we're not doing all we should be doing for Christ. So he reminds us that we're going to enjoy his abundant comfort provided we are being obedient to him, being obedient to his word, acting in obedience to him. And the other thing we have to keep in mind, too, is that we are also, along with this, making sure that we're living in such a way where people can see a difference, where we are making an impact and changing the lives of others. One thing that you learn, you'll learn a lot about human behavior in times of trouble. We, we have uh, two different modes, some of us, where when things are going great, everything is super positive, everything is just hunky-dory, everything is just going really well. And then when something bad happens, uh, you would think that uh, an earthquake was happening or a volcano was going off, and we just blow up into a million smithereens. And we shouldn't be like that. There's not anything that says that we shouldn't uh, recognize when things are bad, that we should have a reaction that way. But we all have to come back to what is the real purpose of what we're doing. We're in a struggle for and on behalf of Jesus Christ in ministry. We're serving him and we're reaching out to others. And the challenge that we have is to make sure that we are prayerful and we are speaking in such a way where we are bringing people closer and closer, if not right into God's kingdom. We are the ones who are the planters, uh, planters of the seeds. We water, we do all those things. There's someone in your life that needs that type of attention. There's someone that you know who needs the attention of you being the one to speak on behalf of Jesus Christ. Be that person. Be the person that is being obedient to Jesus Christ in that way that you are truly doing those very things. So that's what that first verse in Colossians 1.24 speaks of. We are still the church. We are still the ones who have to deal with fleshly issues, things that come up. But yet here we are together, worshiping together, listening to God's word together, understanding his wisdom and knowledge in the process. Now, one thing that's very important for us to also understand, too, uh, even during uh, good times and bad, there's always going to be people who are false teachers. That's a challenge that we all have, and that's kind of implied and, and discussed further down in the passage, uh, verses 26 and 27. And we have to understand that these new churches were still going to have outside influence amongst those who were within the church. Of course, you had the people who were loyal to Jesus Christ, but you also have people who think that, well, let's be a little bit more clever here. You know, maybe this whole thing about Christ, even though it was such a big mystery at first, well, maybe it's only exclusive information that only we can be have the knowledge of things. And we have to understand that there were issues way back then with false teaching in the church. Look at verse 26 real quick. The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. God wanted to make known among the Gentiles the glorious wealth of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So this is a, this is a new thing in the church. And there are some people who were false teachers, though, in the Colossian church that believed that spiritual perfection... You know, when we talk about what the Holy Spirit does and how he works with us and molds us and shapes us, 
Well, they were teaching that the spiritual perfection uh, was a secret and hidden plan that only a few privileged people could discover. Now, there's nothing new under the sun. There's a lot of that teaching even today where there are certain people who feel as though they are enlightened in such a way. Now, back in the day, this secret plan was meant to be uh, an exclusive thing. It was a form of Gnosticism. Gnosticism is something that has been around forever. It, it's just been packaged in different ways. But Gnosticism is something that was being taught back then. It was more popular in the second century. But if you look through history, people who call themselves part of the Enlightenment, you'll hear that terminology, people who are much more aware of things supposedly than other people. Well, I have this information and you don't have it. And I know all about it. And so here, let me teach you about you know, this whole thing that's a big secret. This has been going on for forever. This is nothing new. This is, a, this is an ongoing teaching that's taking place. It was taking place back in the church. But what Paul was trying to tell them and Paul was instructing them is that the entire message of God was, in fact, not a secret. It was real. It was prevalent. It wasn't just part of a plan. And it was more than... It was more of the fact that the mystery had been kept hidden, but not in the sense that a few would understand. It was because it was the way Christ was revealing the message. He revealed the message first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles. So it was the way it was being revealed. It wasn't meant to be a secret. It wasn't meant to be a kept secret. But we need to understand that we now have the truth where Christ has been with the plan of salvation and eternal life was revealed and made open to everyone including the Gentiles, and the Colossians were Gentiles. So no trickeration, no, no fooling around here. Everyone is aware of the message of the gospel of Christ. That's what we need to understand. And anyone who comes up today and says that, well, you know, I have more information about this, and what about these special teachings here, or what about the book of Enoch here, or what about whatever, there's no need for any of that. The, the mystery has been long revealed. It's been out there for everyone. All of us have the opportunity to know who Jesus Christ is if we simply trust in him and have a relationship with him. That's it. Uh, and I know that doesn't necessarily sound glamorous. Uh, like some people want to make things glamorous or make it sound more exciting. You know, there's a difference, obviously, between winning $300 and $3,000. And they want to try and make things more glamorous about the whole thing but the bottom line is that salvation is free for anyone who chooses to go after it um, and that's something that's very very important for us to know it's a gift it's not something you can attain by working hard it's not something that you can achieve by uh, climbing a mountain doing anything, anything special getting brownie points from god there's nothing new uh, under the sun there's nothing special that you have to do to get that we are our own flesh are incapable of uh, receiving salvation. It has to be Christ's gift to us because we trust in him. That's very important for us to understand. So looking at verse, going back to Colossians chapter 1, verse 28, we proclaim him warning and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone mature in Christ. I labor for this, striving with his strength that works powerfully in me. What are we all trying to do as believers? We have to mature. We have to become more mature. Uh, when we stop maturing, that's not a good thing. We need to remain mature, stay in his word, do your Bible readings each day, do your prayer continually as we talk about. And I won't dwell on all that because we've talked about that before. But I want to take a look at a passage real quick here. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. And I'm glad that we're actually even doing the, the music as well in the morning too because I think that's also a good way to get people in the spirit of worship and praise. And the fact that we had music this morning helped us to be remindful, reminding, reminding us of what? Being thankful for everything. How about that? Even being thankful for everything in the midst of difficulty. We're still thankful. I had to remind someone, you're not being deprived really of anything. 
We've been inconvenienced greatly, no question. There are some changes that have taken place, but you're still able to do a lot of the things that you were able to do before. We have to just do them in a different way. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. We're just doing things differently. And you didn't have to remind me. And you didn't have to remind, <laughs> remind you or remind, remind me. Remind you. Oh, uh, well, I wasn't trying to remind Lynn of anything, but uh, but she, um, I know she's learning through this whole process too. I mean, I. And I know she's and she's very thankful. We, she's making sure that everybody else knows that too on the air. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so it's fine. But but we are all thankful because we do have a lot to be thankful for. Um, we haven't really been deprived of anything other than the fact that we have been inconvenienced, no question. Um, so we are remind we were mindful of that. But I want you to look at Colossians three sixteen. This is a passage that you should be aware of about how we should be approaching all of this thing. If you want to mature in Christ, you have to be in Christ. If you want to mature in Christ, you have to be allowing the Spirit to teach you, providing wisdom and knowledge on a regular basis. And this is every day, because every day is not going to be a great day. Every day is not going to be a day where you're just jumping up and down saying, oh, this is wonderful. Every day is not going to be like that. I've had some less than spectacular days during this whole issue of working from home and and dealing with issues that are taking place. And you have to understand, in my line of work, I'm talking with people whose very livelihoods are being affected right now because they can't open their stores or they can't open um, with a full capacity. And so they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. You know, some restaurants are able to provide carry-out services in many areas in the country, but realistically carry out services may make up about 20% of the volume that they were doing before. So what a lot of small businesses don't have, and that's really to their more of their issue than anything else, is they don't have the capital to run their business. So when something bad does happen, now we're looking at what do we do, how do we handle that? Well, it takes maturity to be able to even get through regular parts of your life. What do you do in the event of a bad situation? Well, one of the things that we can do as believers is to make sure that we are prayed up and staying focused. One of the things that we have talked about uh, within our, our social media is about people staying safe, stay cool. In other words, keep your cool, don't lose your temper, stay focused on what's important, and stay prayerful. And here's what this Colossians 3.16 says. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Do you have a song that comes to mind when trials take place? Is there something that you uh, can lean on or glean on as far as music to help you to get through tough situations? I know that time when I was having my teeth worked on, uh, I was just singing songs in my head. And I really had not been accustomed to doing that. So whatever was happening was triggering something in my mind that said, I need to just give this whole thing to the Lord and, and sing songs to myself and, and talk about praise music. And that's something that's very important that we all need to be doing. You're laboring in this striving with his strength that works powerfully in me. Now understand that it's in his strength. It's not in your own strength. It's in God's strength that you're doing anything that you're doing right now. That's something to be thankful for, the fact that he loves you as a child of God, that he's giving you that energy that you need. And he also reveals to you truths. He reveals to you truths. If someone is giving you something that doesn't sound right, he gives you discernment to be able to see what that truth is. That's what Paul was challenging the Colossians to do. Remember, there is no mysteries here. You are being given truth. It's being being put right in front of you. Um, don't take the time to overthink this thing. Um, Jesus Christ, in fact, is indeed present. I have one more passage to look at here for this particular section, and that's Ephesians chapter 1. I'm moving along here. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 18 and 19. Now, the Holy Spirit is what reveals wisdom and knowledge to us. 
And we need to see that this wisdom and knowledge is something that's very important um, because it helps us, for one thing, to get mature, to be able to deal with all kinds of suffering. We're recognizing Christ's presence in doing that. But we also understand that as we mature, we are learning. We are growing. We are having greater information imparted to us by the Holy Spirit of our great inheritance, what we do this stuff for. You know, have you ever done something and you didn't know why you were doing it? It kind of loses its luster after a while, doesn't it? If you don't know what you're doing, then you just stop doing it. But the reason why we do what we do right now is we know what the reason, the purpose is behind it. It's about having that strong relationship with Jesus Christ and knowing that we have an inheritance. It says in verses 18 and 19 of Ephesians 1, Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might. And I'll read verse 20, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. So we do all these things because we know that Jesus Christ is our ultimate authority He's the one that we are listening to. He is the one that we are following. He is the one that we're remaining obedient to. He's the one that gives us the ability to change lives because he has imparted in us the ability to speak his glorious name to other people and be part of that changing of a person's life. Of course, the Spirit is the one who saves, but we are the ones that he has given the authority and the ability to speak his glorious name to others. And you found, as you've gone through your life as well, too, that when you speak to people, the words of Christ manage to come out in some way, shape, or form. It may not be the actual word, Jesus Christ, but people know that you're coming from a different place altogether than perhaps the typical individual who doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ. He gives us the ability to show Christ to others, and we do it because we know that he is great. He's the one to be praised. He's the one to be glorified. He's why we do what we do. And I think that that's what's really important. And he helps you with your faith. He helps you with that, those areas where you're scuffling. He helps you, you, you in those areas where you don't understand what's going on. Here's a real truth. You're not going to understand everything that goes on. You're not going to understand every single thing that takes place. You're welcome to ask all kinds of questions to God, and he may be gracious enough to give you that information ahead of time or even when everything is all said and done, but you're just not going to know. I mean, we don't understand everything that's going on, but we do know that God is trying to speak to a lot of different people right now about what's really important. And I think that what you're going to find is that some people actually will respond to that. And there are going to be some people who are going to run in the other direction, thinking that they are more important. They should be treated a certain way. And they want to be able to do whatever they want to do no matter what. Well, that's not focusing on Jesus Christ. That's focusing on self. So you have to understand where that motivation comes from. A lot of us are very selfish. It just comes out in different ways sometimes. Our selfishness comes out when we look at life today. You know, why do we have to go through a quarantine? Why do we have to do this? Why do we have to do that? Well, there are things that can't be explained. But what it comes down to is rather than thinking about what you can't do, why not dwell on those things that you can do? And in those things that you can do, are you thinking about other people besides yourself? So if you learn nothing else about maybe this lesson or any other lesson, you're laboring for the church of Jesus Christ. That's what you're doing. What you're doing is a labor for other people. Now, I want to get to the last part of this because I'm looking at the clock and it's moving. Um, we're in now chapter 2, the last section in Colossians. 
And we, we're good time-wise, but there are a couple of things I want to make sure I cover before we uh, get along, get on here and move on. Getting back to the first section um, of uh, chapter 2. First of all, we need to understand that this maturity in Christ is not perfection. It's not going to be without flaws. But we want to make sure that we're maturing spiritually. So this maturity is taking place as we seek the Lord, as he gives us wisdom and knowledge. And we have to keep working at it. How do we keep working at it? We're making sure that we're letting the word of Christ dwell richly in us. And we're making sure that we're doing the reading and studying each day and being prayerful. Check each day to make sure that you're remaining prayerful in Christ. Check each day that you're meditating on his word. That's where maturity takes place. That's what we need to look at. Okay, chapter 2. Now, we have to understand that we have a lot of converts that were being uh, brought together in the church. Uh, Laodicea it was mentioned in verse 1. Uh, it's actually a few miles northwest of Coloss, and the church was founded by a member of Paul's converts. He wanted to make sure that false teaching was not taking place with all these people coming in. You have to understand that when people come in sometimes, they come in from the outside, come into our church, they may have a totally different philosophy than one that we have. And we need to make sure that they may have a slightly different philosophy, but as long as it's not deviating from the love of Jesus Christ, we need to make sure that that teaching stays consistent. Um, I, without you know, digging up a few graves or uh, unearthing a few bones, we've had people come into our church who tried to present their own philosophy. And thankfully, because we have a lot of members who know the word, uh, a lot of those changes that were being presented were tamped down um, very aggressively and, and were rightfully so. So kudos to you who are in the Word and reading and studying, but don't relax because, like I said, there's nothing new under the sun. You're going to see some things where people are going to come along and think they have a better way of doing things. You stand firm in the Word and stand firm in the teaching of the Word. And we need to be acting like uh, the Bereans in Acts 17:11. Don't take my word for it. Go back and see what the word says in Scripture. That's what we all have to do. Uh, and that's something that's very important. We need to make sure that we also are teaching here that um, in addition to the fact that we're watching about making sure the word is pure, that we're also making sure that we are doing what's right before Christ. Doing what's right, thinking about other people. We need to make sure that we're doing our own study, we're staying with Bible teaching, but we're also making sure that we are recognizing we are not alone in our struggles. Uh, turn real quick, if you may, first of all, to um, Romans 11.33. There was a couple of passages I wanted to cover here. Romans 11.33. One of the things we have to understand about what God does for us, and I'm very thankful that he does it, is that he makes sure that we are aware of his greatness, not just his goodness, but his greatness. And he has greatness even in the midst of these days that we're living in today. And while we still have a ways to go, we're still working through this, we're seeing God's greatness. We're seeing his greatness in how he reveals himself, and yet he is still unsearchable in many ways we're still learning more and more about him and i hope that we're understanding that romans eleven thirty three says oh the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of god how unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways that actually is referring to uh, verse 5 in chapter 2 of colossians for i may be absent in body but i am with you in spirit rejoicing to see how well ordered you are and the strength of your faith in christ we have that strength that's bolstered up more and more because what is faith? Faith is about something that we can't see. We have to trust it. We have to believe that God is who he says he is. We are being bolstered in our faith, and he is making us go deeper as we search him because he is indeed unsearchable in many ways, but he still challenges us to come after him and look to him in the midst of difficulty. And... I wanted to close out this particular Sunday school with also just reminding you that you are not alone in your struggles. 
You're not alone in what you're going through. The church is collectively going through difficulty and struggles in different ways, but mostly because we're not able to get together. But that's okay. We, we still can do the things necessary and recognize that we're still being prayerful for each other. We're looking in on each other. We're doing what's necessary as we continue to bolster our faith in Jesus Christ. Please go to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter 5, and we're going to look at verse 9. Because we, are, we need to be reminded about our adversary. And this is a good way to close out, too. You have to understand that we have an adversary. What does our adversary do? Our adversary gives us all kinds of messages that are mixed. He gives us all kinds of information that tries to muddy the waters, tries to keep you from remaining faithful. But we need to understand that we have so much more in Christ. Remember, he comes beside us in our struggles and encourages us in the same way as we're going through struggles. But he also reminds us to resist temptation, resist Satan, resist him. This is the passage. Resist him in 1 Peter 5, 9. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Throughout the world, this is not just an Akron struggle. This is not just a household struggle. This is a worldwide struggle. This pandemic, that's why it's called a pandemic. It's a worldwide event, and there is worldwide distraction. Do you know that there are people in Hong Kong right now that are resisting the evil that's taking place right now? They want to see justice. And there are people all over the world that have the mindset that they want to see right being done and not wrong or evil. Well, where does wrong and evil come from? It comes from Satan. And we need to have that same way of thinking. But we also rejoice in what Jesus Christ has done for us. You are not alone in the struggle. We are all in this together. All of us who are online right now are all in this together. We're all in this situation right now. So let's do this. Let's go ahead and pray, and we're going to close out, and we, and we will make an announcement after prayer. So stay with us after the prayer time. But I remember I didn't pray when I started, and I just launched right into it, but that's okay. We're going to take care of it right now. Father, we just thank you for this time that you've given us to sit quietly and hear you speak to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, you are our teacher. You are the one who gives us wisdom and knowledge. You give us strength. You help us to see that you indeed are with us in times of difficulty. You're with us in good times as well, too, and we praise you for that. But we also thank you for being with us in times where there is so much uncertainty. Lord, guide us each day. Help us to remember the teachings as Paul was instructing the church, the Colossian church. Help us to be able to have wisdom and discernment to recognize what is being taught to us as being true or being false. Give us the desire to seek after your word each day. Look to you and what the word says. We thank you for your very presence in all those things. And we thank you for reminding us of other people in our lives who are going through the same struggle that we are. Lord, help us to remain prayerful, not just for ourselves, but for other people. We thank you for those great reminders. We thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for how you trust us into reaching other people for Jesus Christ. And we just give you praise and thanks for all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Quick announcement about the offering. I think that's what you were referring to. There's a box on the property as you pull up. Okay. We're asking them to utilize that today. Utilize the box on the property. If you pull up for the drive-in worship service today, um, please use the box. The box is going to be out there. I think it was for, was it from 10:30. I know I saw a time there. It was like 10:30 to 12 noon, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so if you're going up and using the drive, going in Akron, if you're in Akron and doing the drive-in worship service, please use the uh, box on the property uh, for your offerings. We would appreciate your doing that. And we can't emphasize it enough. We just want to make sure that we are. Uh, emphasizing the giving aspect of it. Give what you can. Um, 
Christy, we don't have a cash app. I have a cash app, but it's for me personally. Um, if you really want to give something, we can try to work it out. Just but mail it to the I would just mail it to the church. Um, if you need the address for the church, um, I can give it to you now. And just I'll say it. It's Akron Alliance Fellowship, 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. And, um, that is, and that address is also on our Facebook page as well, too. Um, but if you want to give something to the church, whatever you want to give, please just write a check. And, and I, I see the message. Okay, we'll do. Thank you so much. Um, Cash App is cool, but that's more for individuals uh, uh, rather than it is for the church itself. But, but, but thank you for asking because that was a great question. And that helps other people to know what to do as well, too. And that allowed us to give us give the address and everything. So what we're going to do is we're going to end our broadcast here. And we thank you for those who are joining us. We're going to uh, give it a shot and do a live stream of the wor- drive-in worship service at church uh, in about 40 minutes or so. Um, so we welcome those to stay online. If you're not here in Akron, we'll be happy to uh, provide that for you. Uh, we haven't been able to do it last week, as you probably know. We weren't able to do any drive-in service at all. So we're going to take advantage of the weather today and make sure that we have that broadcast because it's a pretty day outside. And there's a mild wind out there, I can tell, but we're going to go ahead and give it a shot and see how it works. Thanks to all of you for joining us. We appreciate you being with us each week. I am strongly suspect we're going to be back here next week for another live stream Sunday School until we get the all clear to get back into the building. Uh, so until then, God bless you and keep you, and we will see you down the road. Thanks so much. <laughs>